you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey there, everybody. It is Wednesday, June 1st, 2022. Welcome to the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast, where we're trying to find a Wednesday alternative to Thirsty Thursday. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, alongside Michael F. Flory. We have producer Randy at the controls and... We have a special guest because this is what we do this time of year. We bring on other folks, uh, our friends from around the industry, folks that maybe we know from the social media and the interwebs. Uh, this is a guy that I've been following his work for a number of years now. We have sort of become internet friends. We've never met face to face. Hopefully we can remedy that uh, sometime soon. But uh, we have become internet friends. We even did uh, a couple of one-offs of some nerdy comic book podcasts too. Maybe we can uh, reboot that at some point in the future. But anyway, you can find him at Yahoo. You can find him writing at Football Guys. You can find him on the internet at T King mode. Uh, you can especially find him on Thursdays when he uh, revives his <laughs> weekly Thirsty Thursday bit. It is Troy King. Troy, it is nice to have you, man. What's going on, bub? Well, man, thank you so much for the intro. I'm so excited to be here. You know, piling with you guys on this, you know, platform. Uh, look, it's it's not Thursday Thursdays, but it's a good alternative. And I'm ready to kick things off. <laughs> when when we talked about having you on, uh, Florio suggested maybe we push our recording to Thursday. We normally do Wednesdays, so maybe we uh, maybe we record on Thursdays instead because it just seems perfect to uh, to get him in. <laughs> Could have had a drink each or something like that just yeah. to fit the occasion. You get a beverage. Next time, next time. So I I, I do have to ask, though. I mean, obviously, you didn't create the idea of Thirsty Thursday, but, like, what made you just sort of adopt this as your thing? Uh, It's funny. So me and my friend Linda, I got to, you know, shout out to her because I I, she hates it, right? So we had a poll, right? Because (laughs) 
Oh, he had a poll because, you know, there's an alternative phrase to thirsty, right? Either you're thirsty for alcohol or you're thirsty, the different version. Mm -hmm. So I put a poll on Twitter and I was like, when you think of the word like thirsty thirst is what you think of. The poll for like alcohol won by a landslide. But there's like 18% of people that thought the other thing or I voted for the other thing. And it created all this discourse on Twitter. And I decided, hey, I didn't expect that kind of reaction. And I'm like, you know what? Every Thursday, I'm just going to make this a bit right and i didn't think it would last i started this like 2021 20, january and then every thursday just been a thing I, I think i skipped one thursday and people were mad and i'm like I, I just gotta make this a thing so every thursday i'm like you know guess what day it is thursday thursdays with the hot emoji and then it's, it's just a thing now and like again no one i can't like not do it because people get mad at me so uh, i mean it's awesome it's hilarious uh you even created a theme song for it i know like oh, you yeah. know like, like you the theme beats. song and dance oh. yeah man you got beats you got dances <laughs> like this is like a legitimate you know fantasy twitter phenomenon so uh <laughs> shout outs to you for that so that means uh you know i'm sure you got something loaded up for tomorrow so uh that'll be that'll be fun um Look, this is obviously this is part of the year where it's a little bit slower. We do have some stuff to talk about. Uh, we're going to play some rankings games a little bit later. We're going to have a fantasy draft of things because uh, why not? Because this is a fun thing to do this time of year. We got a few news headlines as well. But we got to start the show with the story that has rocked the fantasy football world to its core. Uh, a story that involves competition and drama and even a little bit of physical violence. Um Chances are you have heard about this by now uh, in Major League Baseball. And look, this this works for me because for people who listen to the show, you know that every now and then Florio and I will start the show talking about baseball, either the Dodgers or the Mets or something like that. Um, I know it's not a baseball podcast, but we shoehorn it in because it's my show and that's how I feel like. But <laughs> this time I have a legitimate reason to talk about baseball at the start of the show because, as you probably know, uh, what, about a week ago or so, uh, Cincinnati Reds player... Tommy Pham was on the field before a game against the San Francisco Giants and went up and slapped Giants outfielder Jock Peterson. Now, at the time, it was sort of a, a scandal and nobody knew what happened. Afterwards, we found out that it was over a dispute in a fantasy football league. Pham accused Peterson of cheating, saying he was stashing players unfairly on the injured reserve spot. Uh, weirdly, uh, and Florida knows because I have a text chain with friends who are San Francisco 49ers fans. They all have a little bit of glee that somehow that player is Jeff Wilson, uh, that the player <laughs> in question is Jeff Wilson. All my 49er fans are somehow amused by that more than anything else. Um, in the interim, Fam served a suspension for assaulting Peterson. Jock immediately had receipts saying he didn't do anything wrong, that he was following the rules of the league, uh, and that Fam was upset because there was some trash talk going down in uh, the the chat or the uh, the text chain that was going on. Fam was upset because I guess Jock showed a, a gif of the Padres collapsing because they fell apart last season. Oh, side note, Fam did play for the Padres last year. He's with the Reds now. <laughs> It's a whole thing. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the story just keeps going and going and going. I mean, Jock's got receipts. Fam is saying Jock cheated. Uh, now there's, there's word that uh, the commissioner of the league, who is Mike Trout, is being pulled in, and his character is being defamed as well. So I felt like we needed to get this together, and we needed to have uh, a call of a hearing in fantasy court. So I, I'm... I'm Convening a jury of my peers, uh, namely the two other guys that are on the show with me right now, because that's how this works. Um, and we got to get to the bottom of this. We have to really dig into what happened. So first off, 
first question for you, Troy. How do you feel about stashing players on injured reserve? Is Are you okay with that? Listen, John played by the rules of his league. I, here's the thing. <laughs> I believe that it shouldn't be set up where you should be. Like, if you should only be able to put players on IR if they're on IR. However, if your scoring or league allows you to do so, play within the you know limits of your league. Like, he didn't do anything wrong. He looked at the rules. He did what he was allowed to do. So would I have been a little bit salty as his league mate? Maybe, but at the same time, I could do it too. You know, so it's like, <laughs> it's not like he was the only person as was able to do that, right? The league shouldn't have been set up like that, but it was, he played within, you know, he's not like he was collusion. He just played the way the league was set up. So I can't be mad at him, but and I should be mad. If anyone's going to be mad, be mad at Mike Trout. He was the commissioner. He set it up like that. So he's the real enemy in this. Well, that's the thing. So Florio, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was that was part of it. Like, you know, that, that part of it came out this morning. Uh, that fam is now taking shots at, uh, at Mike Trout. That saying he's the worst commissioner in fantasy sports, which is a, big, it's a heavy charge to level on somebody. <laughs> um, I mean, as the commissioner, what, does he have a role in this? Is, is blame to be placed at the feet of Mike Trout? I know Callie seems to have an opinion yeah. about it, but does, <laughs> is, is, there, is there blame to be laid at Mike Trout's feet in this whole thing? I don't think so. I, look, the commission, commit, being a commissioner is a thankless job. And the Tommy Pham, like, I, I actually tweeted this out today. I said, Tommy Pham's quote is what my reaction is whenever people ask me to be a commissioner. He said, nobody wanted to be the commissioner. <laughs> I didn't want to be the bleeping commissioner. I have other beep to do. So, and, and then he even goes on to say, Mike Trout didn't want to be commissioner, but we kind of forced him to be it. Uh, I I think the role of the commissioner is like to to set up the league, you know, to get people find a day that people can draft and stuff. But the rules are in place. And even Tommy Pham was like, I know the rules of ESPN. Uh, we have a different rule set. And it's like maybe then Trout is to blame a little bit. But I don't I don't know. I, I think that this is just one of those things of like. Tommy Pham, uh, he has a little bit of a beef there, but he should have just been like, like my reaction would have been, oh, I'm allowed to do this. I'm going to start doing this on my team now because I think you're doing yourself a disservice. And, and Marcus, to go back to your friends, I loved the fact that it was Jeff Wilson Jr. because last year the guy rushed for 294 yards, two touchdowns, and he had seven catches for 31 yards. I mean, what are we doing here? <laughs> I guess the other part, right? Like, Jeff will. You're upset that somebody is is preventing you from picking up Jeff Wilson? Like <laughs> this was not a league winning dude, right? This is not this is not a game changing like, oh crap, I missed out on Jeff Wilson, like now I'm screwed. Like what is happening? It's like this this is the thing that apparently set Tommy Pham off. Uh other part of this, them strong-arming Mike Trout into being commissioner. Was this like a how did this go down? Was this like, "Hey Mike, you make more than all of us. Like, you're in charge of the league." Like um, this, what they're apparently playing for, what, $10,000 was the, the pot, uh, and my the last place team had to throw in another 10 K, an additional 10 K. I mean, obviously wild. they're, they're playing on a different level than most of <laughs> us. Um, so, but it is funny that even, you know, amongst major league baseball players, nobody wants to be, uh, the commissioner. Um, I'm going to put this out to both of you and you don't, you don't have to name names unless you really want to put somebody on blast, but. Uh, has there ever been anyone in one of your leagues that, that you legitimately wanted to slap 
over their behavior? I would say I'm not going to name names, but absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) If you've been playing fantasy for multiple years, look, things get tense, right? Or like people will just do crazy things. Or I had one guy, it was during the draft. It was funny. So we all had a draft date and everyone drafted. He apparently did. And I, everyone assumed that he was drafting, but apparently he was an auto draft. Right. And he, after like maybe like a half an hour later, he realized he auto drafted he quit the league. We had to find someone else to take over. And actually, that person that took over won the league that year. So it's funny. <laughs> but at the time, I was really mad at the dude that just quit because, you know, he didn't pay attention to the draft date or whatever. But I wasn't happy with him. So somebody winning that, the somebody winning the league, though, with a team that you have auto-drafted is sort of its it own is, metaphorical slap in the face, is, right? Like, they took is. your work I was that mad. You, didn't, you didn't think was good enough, and they won with it. Like, that. that's kind of a slap in the face on its own. Uh, yeah, right. Florio, any, anybody you wanted to uh, – you know, give a five finger salute to. Oh yeah, there. This was you know even before I really worked much in the industry, but it was in my home league. Uh, we all used to gather at this person, uh, like one friend's house to draft, and there was one guy in the league who got way too like sloppily drunk and made a huge mess in this guy's house. Ate his di- like oh. he had food set aside, and the guy just went over and ate it. And we were like, oh my god, like this is. And then. We gave him a pass. We were like, all right, he got really sloppy. It was one day. The next year at the draft, we, we had the draft set for like a month, the date. The night before, he decided to go to Atlantic City and called us the morning of and was like, you guys have to postpone the draft. And we were like, just just get out of the league. Like, we are we are done with you. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty terrible. Um, yeah, that's I mean, that's just inconsiderate. That's That's awful. I will say this, though. I mean – you would hope that a guy who gets sloppy drunk at the in in the draft, like you can take advantage of him, and he just makes terrible <laughs> he, picks. He drafted awful for what it's worth. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Surprising. That really makes sense. Uh, yeah, I've played mostly. It's it's for me. It's it's not so much people who send bad trade offers, but it's the people who continually try to bully you into taking those bad trade offers where like they're they're always hitting you up whether it's email dms you know maybe it's a coworker who wants to walk by your desk all the time but just always just sort of like trying to bully you into like hey did you see this offer yeah i saw your offer it sucks i don't want it like and, but like <laughs> continuing to try and harass you into taking it um you know even when you try to counter it, it just it's it's those people that just get me to my wits end uh, that occasionally I, I just you know want to ask them what the five fingers said to the face. Um, I thought of one more that yeah. I think uh, I know you're going to agree with Marcus. It's the people who, in a slow draft, when you're oh, on the clock for two minutes, it, are like yeah. OTC. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is as soon as soon as it clicks over to you, you get those DMs like you're on the clock. I'm like, and so me being you know the the sometime part time jerk that I am like I, a lot of times I I do try to you know keep the line moving right like I want to make the picks but when somebody hits me with the Euro TC then I'm like you know what I'm gonna wait now I'm just gonna sit here and wait <laughs> I'm gonna let the clock run and now you're all like everybody else is being punished because one person couldn't be patient that's it so uh, understand that all right so now that we've gone through all this uh, we need a ruling here I know Troy you sort of you sort of led with it but I'm gonna ask you like who do you side with in the case of Fam versus Peterson here? It's gotta be Peterson, man. Like again, one, I'm never gonna be that. Like, in that situation, I'm never gonna actually slap somebody. If I would be, <laughs> I'm not gonna actually do that. It's obviously, an overreaction for one, but also he played with the within the rules of the league. I can't be mad at the dude. So I'm Peterson on this one. All right, Florio, you thought? 
I, I'm on Team Jock, even though Team Jock had uh, like 25 RBIs against the Mets last week to, <laughs> to beat them. Uh, I, I, I still side with him. Although, I will say, like, Tommy Pham is a man of his word. Apparently, in this group chat, <laughs> in football season, he said, the next time I see you, I'm going to slap you. And he was a man of his word, so I guess he, he gets is. some credit for that. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to make it a clean sweep. Like, I don't think Jock did anything wrong. Um, you know, like he played within the rules of the league. And again, we're talking about Jeff Wilson, right? It wasn't like it wasn't like he stashed, I don't know, DeAndre Hopkins or something on IR when he couldn't. He, he stashed a guy that like look was just gonna languish on the waiver wire. If you started him, was probably gonna get you like three points. Like I'm I'm okay with Jock doing what he did. I love the fact that he had receipts and he was like ready to go. <laughs> That's um, the coolest part. They're like, we're getting to see their group chat, like text and stuff. Like other, like they said, like Machado and Eric Hosmer and Mike Mustakis were all in it, and like we're just getting to see a glimpse of their world. It's, I think that's pretty cool. I think that is very cool. Uh, and Rick, so before the show, we were trying to like connect the dots on how some of these guys got in. Right now, I'm figuring what uh, we're, we're guessing because Machado's in the league. Uh, what Hosmer's in the league? Mustakis. So some of these guys are all sort of connected right um and that's how i think fam got in the league no idea how jock peterson got in this league or how mike trout got in the <laughs> league or who started it but like i want to connect was, the dots on how this thing it, got created it like was there like a like a posting like california fantasy because they're all from california teams but they're not teammates and stuff so they're like not. but i so that i figured weird. so the way i can sort of break <laughs> this down right like mustakis and hosmer were teammates with the royals uh, Hosmer is now a Padre, so you figure that's how, you know, he's connected to Machado and Fam. Um, sort of the mystery here is, you know, where does Jock fit in? I mean, I guess Jock played for an NL West team, but that was a couple years ago. Trout is in Southern California. Like, I, I'm trying to figure out how this all works together. Is Jock a California guy? Jock is a California but Trout's guy. Not. He, Trout is Trout's not. from Jersey. Trout's from Jersey, but he plays in California. Uh, yeah, I mean... Side note to this, I also want to know, did Jock draft his former high school teammate, Devontae Adams? Ooh. Ooh we need to. We got to find this out, right? They, they played high school football <laughs> together uh, in East Palo Alto up in the Bay Area, um, which shout out to uh, our producer, Randy, who actually pointed that out. I didn't know that until recently, so Randy <laughs> pointed that out. Um, but you figure that's a, that's a legit first round pick, right? Like you could take Devontae in the first round, like, you know, give some love to your old high school teammate and get a legit first round pick at the same time. These are the these are the burning questions that no one has has thought if, to ask yet. If the higher ups are listening and we know that they are, I mean, there's <laughs> pure like they should just make a show around this league. Like we should follow this league yes. next year and see what happens. Absolutely. That's an amazing idea. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we need, a, we need a, a weekly reality. We can use it for digital, whatever. You can be on YouTube. I don't care. I'll host it. That's fine. Uh, we just need to we need the updates on this this MLB league. So. Uh, all right, so it sounds like a clean sweep in favor of Jock Peterson. So sorry, Tommy Fam. I know you're doubling down and tripling down on this, uh, but it's the it's not it's not really going to work. So by the way, I don't know. I think the uh, the Cubs. I don't know if you saw this. The Cubs took a shot at Tommy Fam on the scoreboard. Uh, they Did put they? Up, they put up his stats, and one of the stats was, or one of the uh, the potential prop bets was uh, fantasy football disputes. Point uh, zero zero point five over under. Uh, <laughs> fantasy football disputes. That's good. That's good. Trouble. Fam. So the funny out. thing was, 
is this isn't Jock isn't the first player that Tommy Pham has like wanted to fight this year. Apparently, he challenged Luke Voigt to a fight earlier this year and was like, I, I don't know, but Tommy Pham seems like a guy that you don't want to get on his bad side. Yeah, Tommy, he's uh, apparently Tommy Pham is likes to likes to fight guy. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? Fun fact: we know we learned something new. This we learned something new. Tommy Pham is likes to fight guy. Apparently, uh, all right. Let's 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 talk about some actual football. Oh, that was fun, though. Um, few headlines uh, in what is look. This is this is fantasy football silly season. Uh, so there's not necessarily a ton of news. I mean, fantasy Twitter spent the whole day arguing the pros and cons of Najee Harris maybe gaining 14 pounds. <laughs> Although I guess if you ask Najee, he he only gained like four. <laughs> we all need to take a breath and go outside. We do. <laughs> Alas, the machine keeps churning. We all need to pay our bills. So here we go. Um, let's talk about the the Packers wide receivers group, though, right? Um. Randall Cobb is is singing the praises of Christian Watson. The the thought was when they drafted him, he was kind of an MVS replacement, you know, kind of a tall, lean, fast field stretcher uh, that can maybe take the top off a of defense. But people were sort of worried about what his overall game was going to be. Randall Cobb says he's the total package that uh, that he's ready to go. So, I mean, Troy, are we not giving Watson enough credit? Is he actually going to be an impact player with the Packers this year? Uh, that's a good question. I think it's possible. <laughs> so there's also reports that have been coming out about his hands, right? And those were concerns in college about he dropped the ball a lot. And but and I'm don't get me wrong, I'm not saying he's the next Jamar Chase. Like, <laughs> that's the first year, time I was going. <laughs> exactly. But look, last year Jamar had a lot of drops. So I don't I don't really care about drops in the preseason, but Aaron Rodgers might care about drops during the season. So hopefully he, he clears it up, right? Hopefully and like he has a couple months to get it right. And he, look, he has athleticism, right? The reason why he went where he went is because he's a freak athlete, right? His college production is overall questionable compared to some of the other guys in the draft, but he has that upside. So, look, I think Alan Lazard, to me, is the wide receiver one at this very moment because he's the one that has rapport with Aaron Rodgers. But Christian Watson, he look, maybe he figures it out. Maybe he builds that rapport Aaron Rodgers and – he might be a steal or value. I just think it's a little bit too early to for either way. I don't think he's a bust, you know, just yet. <laughs> but I think we're not giving him enough credit. Let him develop. Let's see what the guy has. I mean, this time a year ago, Jamar Chase like was breaking. He had hand. He had skillets for hands, and he couldn't mm -hmm. see right. Like it was. It was all <laughs> over. It was all over for Jamar Chase before the season <laughs> began. And then, lo and behold, he helps the Bengals get to a Super Bowl. So it shows what we know. Um, Florio, it's going to be the kind of thing this year, though, where we know Aaron Rodgers is going to be fine and we're going to draft him as a top 10 quarterback, but are we going to, is it going to be kind of spin the wheel of Packers wide receivers on a weekly basis? I, I think that's very much so in, in like a possible outcome here. I, I do agree with Troy that I have Alan Lazard ranked the highest of all of these receivers, but I'm seeing people on Twitter like really like bang the table for Alan Lazard. I can't get fired up for undrafted <laughs> Alan Lazard who has done really nothing in the NFL. They they have Watson, they they have Sammy Watkins still, Randall Cobb, but I continue to hold out hope that the Packers will be the landing spot for one of Will Fuller or Julio Jones because I think uh, I think that would make a lot of sense. You're you're going with a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. You've invested so much money into him. You you know you need to strike while the window is open. So maybe they do go into the season with these being their wide receivers. But I continue to think that we will see them make a move closer to the year. That that's been my thought uh, from 
since they've traded Devontae Adams. And I, I, Watson and Lazard are the top two to draft here. I, I think Watson has the highest upside, but I think Lazard is a little bit safer. But I just it's hard for me to feel really excited about any of the Packers receivers right now. I mean, that's sort of the thing, right? And I guess I mean I guess it's not extremely different. In the past we had one guy that we got really excited about and the rest were sort of you know leftovers if you will and now it's like they're trying to piece together a wide receiver core with guys that you know are nice players for our selfish fantasy purposes don't necessarily move the needle a whole lot and we're sort of hoping that maybe Rodgers elevates one of these guys and I think for me the the red flag in this whole thing especially when it comes to a guy like Alan Lazard is the thing we keep coming back to is well he's been there and Aaron Rodgers knows him. I mean, it's not about it's not it's not that we've seen Alan Lazard in the past flash and be like, yeah, this guy was really on the verge of great things. Now that Devontae's out of the way, like it's just like it's all systems go. Our our fallback is, yeah, he knows the system. He's been there. Um, but like we don't we don't say that same thing for Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb super knows the system, right? He he had been there for years. He and Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers reportedly asked for him by name, like, hey, get me Randall Cobb, because I know he knows what he's doing. We didn't look around at Randall Cobb and be like, Oh yeah, this dude knows the system. We gotta draft him. Like <laughs> I feel like we're trying to kind of make we're trying to make fetch happen with Alan Lazard right now. Um and, and maybe it'll sort of all shake out in the ADP, but um, you know, I feel like this we're, we're just trying to kind of make a thing happen that isn't necessarily there uh, to happen. Um, staying in a division in Chicago, Justin Fields is, you know, doing what uh, supposed franchise quarterback should do. He is trying to pump up his wide receivers. Everybody looks at the Bears wide receiver room and they're like, hey, there's Darnell Mooney. And and. And, and, but, you know, Justin Fields says he's got confidence in these guys and the wide receiver group to get the job done. So, Florian, I'll put this to you. Beyond Darnell Mooney, is there somebody that you have any level of confidence in? In, in their wide receivers, no. I mean, you look at the wide receivers after Darnell Mooney, and it is a who's who of players that we used to hype up in fantasy who did nothing. Like Dante Pettis, Tajay Sharp, uh, the bad St. Brown brother, Byron Pringle. Like, there's just not a lot of talent there. I, I know they drafted Velas Jones Jr., but he's an older receiver who shakes out more like a um, a special teams player but I do like Cole Komet and I think Cole Komet is a really good value in fantasy because you could get him as a tight end too but I think he's going to finish as a tight end one this year I think he'll be the second target behind Darnell Mooney but what I'm really anticipating like they brought in a defensive minded coach they have a, a rookie play caller here I'm anticipating a lot of running and, and Hopefully that means Justin Fields running the ball as well because last year it made no sense how they were trying to use him. But I think Fields and Montgomery could get a lot of run just because the style of play that I think the Bears are going to have this season. I do love David Montgomery. I've been I've been a David Montgomery stand pretty much since since day one, and I do think just looking at the wide receiver group, this is going to help him. Um, it's funny too. Uh, it's Florial. You know, talked about Bayless Jones being an older guy. Troy, you and I were talking before the show about how. Uh, you know, we have to put the, I think we have to put the term football old in front of guys because, you know, Bayless Jones is like 25. Right? It's like he's, he's not like old in the, he's not an old in real world terms, but like he's old for a rookie sort of thing. It's, it, it's like the, the scene from, from Knocked Up where, you know, the, the, the women are trying to get into the club and, and, you know, Robinson's up front. He's like, you're not too old, like for the earth. You're just too old to be in this club. Like that's, that's sort of how it is. He's like, why are you even at the club? <laughs> right, right. Like, you old, you pregnant, like, <laughs> you know, like, um, 
but so as we look at this group though troy um and and you know, he talked about what this means for justin fields for david montgomery i love montgomery i think he's gonna be fine where are we coming down though on justin fields here in year two in an offense that didn't really seem to put a whole lot of help around him uh, i am not excited about justin fields <laughs> at all this year and it's just because the bears didn't do anything to get us excited right it's just they didn't add anything really again they added a bunch of mediocre receivers like that does I, I wish they went the Zach Wilson route and actually, you know, provided him with some weapons, right? Obviously, you got Garrett Wilson and Reese Hall. So I think that, I mean, again, you're praying for his rushing. That's the only thing that he has at this very moment. I think he's going to be a QB2, probably like a mid-range QB2. I just don't see the upside. Again, unless he runs for 100 yards a game, like I don't <laughs> – I just don't know, but maybe the run game's good enough where it's going to help set up the pass game, and that's where Justin Fields will, you know, excel, and maybe he takes that leap all on his own, right? He kind of does it all himself, or he makes plays happen. But based off what the Bears did for him, it's hard to get excited. You, know, you still have hope for Dynasty because he's a young QB, and like he's going to be their franchise quarterback. But this year, again, like it's in like your standard redraft one QB league. I'm not relying on him as my starter when there's a bunch of other dudes that I would prefer. So I'm not very excited, unfortunately, about Justin Fields this year. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of with you on that. I I have hope for him, but I I want to see the Bears do more to kind of help him out. And uh, I know one, I know our our friend and colleague Adam Rank has really tried to uh, he's really uh, tried to put a brave Rank. I love you, man. <laughs> like I know he's trying to kind of spin this as look, they're they're complete team building, and why would we go out and spend a lot of money on a mediocre wide receiver? Like I, I mean, I sort of understand it, but also you don't really have that much time with Justin Fields, you know, under a rookie contract. I think you could make the opposite argument for exactly what you guys have just said. Like yes, they're team building, but if we all know it, it success starts at the quarterback position in the NFL. Like you need to know by the second contract if Justin Fields is the guy or not. So you want to surround him with talent with me. It feels like a new regime came in and they're kind of like, if this doesn't work out, we'll, we'll now have time to find our own guy. I, I, I still believe in fields as a player, but I don't love the, the moves. The Browns, uh, the bears have made around him. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, so I know ranks trying to kind of shine this up a little bit and, and, and God bless you for that. Also our, our pal, Derek Brown, D bro. Uh, I know was sort of trying to try to put a, a, a happy spin on Justin Fields and saying that, you know, we don't get, uh, we don't get down on, on Lamar Jackson because his wide receivers or his pass catchers are basically Rashad Bateman and Mark Andrews. Um, and I, I appreciate that optimism, uh, but we've also seen Lamar Jackson excel like on his own. We, yeah, exactly. We think, we think Justin Fields can do that. We know Lamar Jackson can do that, and I think that's sort of the difference uh, between the two of them there. So, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I feel like Trey Lance and Justin Fields are both sort of in a holding pattern for different reasons, but, you know, we're kind of holding out our optimism for, for both of those guys. Um, Weirdly, this is all NFC North news. I didn't plan for that to happen. It just sort of happened that it's all <laughs> NFC North teams here. Uh, Adam Thielen says he feels rejuvenated uh, and is ready to kind of get back after it after a couple of, eh, last year was not a great year. The year before, he was a wide receiver one, Troy. I mean, he, he had about 920 yards, I believe, something like that. He had 14 touchdowns, which went a long way toward keeping him in the top 10. But it just seems like, you know, father time apparently has 
at least temporarily given up on chasing Tom Brady, so he's going after Adam Thielen instead. <laughs> uh, I mean, are you buying this? We, we usually do hype trainer smokescreen, so I'll just ask. Hype trainer smokescreen, do you think he's rejuvenated and he can be close to being a wide receiver one again? Close to wide receiver one is a little strong for my liking, <laughs> but I feel like he's a solid wide receiver two because like the past two years, one of the biggest things going to last year was, you know, he scored 14 touchdowns the year before. Is he going to score? He, he found the end zone, you know, a decent amount of times last year. So this year, and they also don't have a third wide receiver that to me is going to take over Adam Thielen's role, right? They got KJ Osborne. I don't think he's going to step into that wide receiver two position just yet. So I believe it. And just because his ADP is comfortable enough for me where like, if you want to grab him, like, again, your standard one QB redraft league, then fine. You might as well take the shot, right? Just Justin Jefferson and who else? Irv Smith. We'll see if, you know, Irv Smith becomes a thing. I don't hey man, think so. Hashtag let Irv swerve. Come on. Let Irv swerve. Like, yeah, he's just, <laughs> he's, he's going to be a streaming tight end. He's going to be, look, relying on touchdowns. But I believe that just from where he's going, I think it's, you should feel okay taking Adam Thielen. Rejuvenated, we'll see, right? I just, he's not a sexy pick whatsoever, but He's one of those guys that's going late enough in drafts where I might take a shot at him as my, my wide receiver three on my team. I'd feel comfortable having, but I wouldn't re- want to rely on him as my wide receiver two on my fantasy. All right, Floyd, so, where, 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 yeah. are you, where are you comfortable drafting Thielen this year then? I, I Similar to Troy, but I'll be honest, I in, in like all my best balls and stuff that I've done already, I haven't ended up with a single share of Adam Thielen because – uh, he to me is like a safe floor kind of guy where I'm chasing more upside in that range. Like he hasn't topped a thousand yards since 2018. He's going to be 32 this year. He's very touchdown reliant, and I, I think also where maybe a little bit comes a difference comes in with me and Troy is I like Irv Smith Jr. a good amount. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think the guy can really play. I, I think. Uh, he has shown that in the limited chances that he's been given. Uh, I think he just needed that pathway to open up. And we saw last year how involved Tyler Conklin was in this offense. I think that was a role built for Irv Smith Jr. And I think he's going to take that over this year. And for what it's worth, Kirk Cousins in an interview yesterday was talking about his weapons. And he listed them in order. Justin Jefferson, Irv Smith Jr., Adam Thielen. I don't know if that matters for anything. <laughs> but I, I was like, hey, Irv Smith's getting uh, included with the big boys there. But... <laughs> The, the truth of the matter is, I think Justin Jefferson's going to get 160 plus targets this year. So uh, I think Adam Thielen is just going to need to keep that that high touchdown variance going, and you know that that can be tough to do year to year. Touchdowns are fickle beasts. I say it all the time. I mean, he has gone double digits in back to back years, but it is getting harder to keep that up, and especially if the receptions overall, if the yardage goes down overall. Uh, then he really does have to keep those touchdown numbers up. And I think that's it's becoming a lot to ask. For the record, I am definitely hashtag uh, let Irv swerve. Um, and look, look, Flora, we are, like I said, we're in the silly season now. So we are grasping onto any little grain of information we can. So the fact that, you know, Kirk Cousins listed Irv Smith ahead of Adam Thielen. <laughs> I'll allow it. Hashtag analysis. (laughs) I didn't see any blurbs about it though. Um, Let's talk to our friends over at NBC Sports Edge. We'll get uh, you know we'll get Roto Pat. We'll get we'll get Denny Carter on it. 
uh, and see if they can write up a blurb about it. And then, then it becomes, it's like making it, you know, Instagram official at that point once it's, uh, <laughs> once it's blurbed up. Uh, all right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. Uh, we're going to play a little game of rank them where we will rank some uh, different players at relative positions. And uh, we're going to have a fantasy draft of things because it's Thirsty Thursday, and I feel like that's a perfect topic to do. Uh, we got Troy King here. So stick around for that on the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think. Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. So as I was uh, digging through, trying to find some news and some things to talk about here in uh, the first of June, which uh, really is about kind of the dead part of the season, right? You got for the most part OTAs are sort of over. We've gone through rookie mini camps or whatever. This is sort of when uh, this is when players kind of tend to take a break. This is when you know pull back the curtain a little bit uh, this is when folks at nfl media tend to break out and go on vacations uh, for the next six weeks because then we get to mid-july <laughs> training camp starts and then you know we're all locked in again so uh in that respect coming up with some things to talk about i was looking at some position groups for certain teams that seem kind of muddled and i'll say the inspiration for this was a story i read about patrick mahomes saying that this year is going to be sort of everybody helping out and contributing to the offense. He was asked about, you know, what the Chiefs do now that there's no more Tyreek Hill. How do they address that? And he was basically saying, look, it's going to take everybody here. So then I started to think about it. Well, you look at the everybody uh, in that wide receiver group. We know Travis Kelsey's going to be he's going to be fine. He's Travis Kelsey. I'm not worried about that significantly. But I went through and, and looked at the wide receiver group and I'm like, yeah. So <laughs> I feel like we should rank them. Um, so, Troy, I'll start with you. We go with the Chiefs wide receivers. We got Marquez Valdez, Scantling, Juju Smith Schuster, Sky Moore, who they just drafted, and Miko Hardman, who we've been trying to make a thing for a while now. Um, so, of those four, uh, put them in order from you know most interested to least interested. I think this is for me. It's pretty easy, but I'm going Juju, Sky Moore, MVS, Miko Hardman. Just, just kind of like you said, we've been trying to make Miko Hartman a thing. I used to be a Miko Hartman truther like three years ago, and we know how that turned out. And I just don't see him now, like now, I just don't see him now becoming relevant, right? It's just, look, they gave MVS a decent contract. Look, Juju, I believe he's just the best wide receiver on the team right now. And Sky Moore, I think he's a more complete wide receiver than MVS and Miko Hartman. So that's why I have it in that order. All right. Uh, Florio, what you got? Uh, I have it. I have Juju number one. I, I think he'll be their top target behind Travis Kelsey. I have Sky Moore second. I, I think he has the most upside here. I, I thought the Chiefs were the best landing spot for him 
coming into the draft. Uh, then I'll put MVS third uh, and Miko Hardman fourth. Like Miko Hardman has been here for years. He hadn't been able to beat out Byron Pringle. He wasn't really able to separate himself from Demarcus Robinson. Uh, and they gave MVS like I was looking at their contracts now. I believe MVS got more than Juju, which yeah. isn't isn't cheap at any stretch. So that shows you the confidence. In my opinion, that shows the confidence they had in Miko Hardman to play that field stretching role. So I think MVS will be more useful for the Chiefs in real life as that field stretcher than he will be for fantasy. Um but this is a situation, Marcus, where I wouldn't be surprised if it's a lot like it was previous years behind Hill and Kelsey, where it's just like a revolving door and, it, and we don't know week to week which one is going to get the production. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. I don't, I don't think we're going to be able to just lock in on one Chiefs receiver and say, hey, look, this is the guy. I do think I mean, when, when Mahomes says it's going to be sort of everybody involved, I do believe that, which is great for the Chiefs. It's not great for us. Um, but I'm going to say I'm going to put Juju at number one. Uh, I have MVS at two just because I think with, with Juju and Kelsey sort of manning that short intermediate, uh, you know, that, that's going to bring those defenses up a little bit, and I think you're going to see MVS kind of running free. So I have him at two. I got Sky Moore at three. It's pretty close, though. Uh, and then I got Miko Hardman in that last spot just because, like you guys have said, uh, it's, been, it's been three seasons. It just hasn't happened for Hardman. Last year he had almost 700 yards. That was by far his best season. But also, you know, it took a lot of other things kind of working around it for him to get to that point. So I think, I think that's sort of – that might be about his ceiling at this point. All right. Um, we got Troy on, noted, uh, noted di- uh, Dolphins honk. So I felt like there's a good chance to dive into the Dolphins roster a little bit. So I looked at their, their running backs because they are collecting running backs like trading cards right now, right? <laughs> um, so right now uh, they have of note. I mean, they've got a lot more running backs, but the ones at least of note in the backfield, Raheem Mostert, Sony Michelle, Miles Gaskin, Savan Ahmed, and Chase Edmonds. So, Troy, uh, I will hand this to you first. Can you put them in an order for me, please? Absolutely. Well, I'm going to start off by saying that all these running backs are not going to be on the roster going into the season. This is just way, way too much. But I will say Edmonds is definitely my RB1. He's the one I'm most excited about. RB2, this was definitely trickier, but I'm going to go Mostert. I'm going to go Mostert. I mean, pray that he stays healthy, but we, we, we know what Mostert is and when he is healthy, right? He's explosive. This is obviously a system he's going to be very familiar with. So I was number two. Michelle is interesting to me, right? Because I didn't think that he would fit this system, right? This system is more, you know, more zone scheme. I believe like speed is better. So Sony Michelle, like he, he looked decent last year, but he's not known as be like a very fast, you know, individual. So I'll put him three. Gaskin, I'll Gaskin. I'm putting four. You know, the demise of Miles Gaskin is sad for me, but I'll say that you don't bring in 20 running backs if you have confidence in Miles Gaskin. So I think they kind of told him what they felt about him. The top of man, he does practice squad guy. Like again, he's probably the first to be put on the practice squad or cut. Outside of him again, I think in terms of being cut, it's going to be between my opinion, Michelle Gaskin, Ahmed. So. That's my word. That's that's yeah. I think that that sounds reasonable. Uh, Florio, what, what's your ranking look like? I, I have them in the same order as uh, as Troy. I had Chase Edmonds first. They gave him the most money. I think he will lead that that backfield in targets, and that's really useful for fantasy. Uh, I think Raheem Mostert is second. He 
came with Mike McDaniel from the 49ers system. That That is a system that he has had success in. He knows very well. Like Troy said, speed is very important there, and Edmonds and Mostert have the most speed of all of these guys. I think Sony Michelle was brought in because Chase Edmonds, for everything he is, he is not a goal line runner. He has never been used as that uh, in his career, and Raheem Mostert has taken a lot of of hits and injuries. So I think Michelle is, was brought in to be like that hammer, like that short yarded situation running back, the one that you use in the red zone. Uh, and then I think Gaskin is fourth. Uh, uh, Savan Ahmed is fifth. Those guys to me are just depth. Either one of them could be cut. Like Troy said, maybe end up on another team. But my fear is that we're seeing Edmonds lead this backfield. He'll get the targets. Mostert get like eight to 10 carries a game. And then Sony Michelle coming in and punching that home for the touchdown. If that's the case, I don't think you're going to want any of these guys. <laughs> that's, that's no good for anybody if that ends up being yeah. the case. Um, so mine at the top, I, I flip-flopped Mostert and Edmonds. I have Mostert just ahead of Edmonds just because of the relationship he had with McDaniels and, and how – when he was healthy, I think the Niners wanted him to be their lead running back. He just struggled to stay on the field. He's got incredible speed. He's a big play guy waiting to happen. Uh, and then Edmonds, I think, sort of you know fills that gap as kind of a more do-everything back, can catch the football like you guys mentioned. So I have him at two, most of it one. And then the rest of them are, are exactly as you guys have it. I got Sony Michelle at three, uh, Miles Gaskin at four, Savon Ahmed at, at five. Um, you know, It's funny, too, because – and I said this you know, previously on the show that what we loved – two years ago about the Dolphins was that they were pretty much, they were kind of a one-back team. Now, that one-back sort of changed depending on who was healthy and who was not, but, you know, when it was Miles Gaskin's week, it was Miles Gaskin's week, you know? When, when it was Savan Ahmed, he was the one who got all the work there. I don't think that's going to be the case now uh, with this new coaching staff. I think we're going to see all these guys sort of rotate through, and that potentially is going to be a, a very big headache uh, for all of us in, in the fantasy world. Uh, all right, last position group that is a head scratcher for me and maybe we'll do some more later on this summer because I'm sure there'll be other ones that come up but the Giants wide receivers which uh I mean that's just a that's just a grab bag of <laughs> meh is what that is um but Troy as you look at uh let's go let's go Kitty Galladay Sterling Shepard Darius Slayton Kadarius Tony and the rookie Wandale Robinson um how are you putting these guys in order uh, honestly, this was by far one of the hardest questions I've ever been asked. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> exactly, because it's just like, oh my God. But I'll, I'll answer it though. Kadarius Tony, to me, when he was healthy, he was just, he just was playing a different game, right? He was just so electric, so elusive. Sometimes he goes side to side too much and not, you know, straight. That's the only knock I have on him in terms of on the field. So I'll be kidding. Kadarius Tony, one, he's the guy I'm most interested in. I'll put Kenny Galladay too. I'm assuming that Brian Dayball is going to find a way to, you know, use Galladay. You don't pay him that much money not to use him. And again, he, we've seen him in, you know, with the Lions. He's a capable wide receiver. And he could be pretty good as long as Daniel Jones, you know, gets in the ball and the offense is somewhat competent. I think Galladay is too. I'm going to put Shepard at three. Shepard is... When again, it's all about health, right? When he's he's a PPR machine, when he's on the field and healthy, Daniel Jones likes to target him, right? He's gonna operate as the slot, so I'll put him as three. Wanda Robinson, I'll put as four. Wanda Robinson and Tony are very similar to me, and I don't know if that had anything to do with the rumors about Tony maybe being traded, and that's why they drafted Wanda. I have no idea, but I'm gonna put him as four because I don't know what his role is necessarily going to be. And Slayton, 
he's just lucky to be part of it. <laughs> he's, he's lucky to be mentioned. So he's last. <laughs> yeah. This one was a rough one. I'm not going to lie to you. This was rough. Uh, Florian, I don't know if you had any better luck putting them in, in kind of order. This one isn't that tough for me because I love Kadarius Tony. So he's easily my number one. I, I like you watched last year and there was it was a two game stretch. Well, it was really two and a quarter game stretch. When he was healthy, he was by far their top target and he was destroying opposing D like his best game. He almost had 200 yards against the number one ranked Cowboys defense. He put on a clinic against uh Trayvon Diggs there so I I have him as number one I'm really bullish I'm targeting like actively targeting him in all of the the drafts I'm going to do this year I have Kenny Galladay second I I still think Kenny Galladay can play I just think the way the Giants used him last year was awful like he's a contested catch monster but with the Lions he was getting those catches 30 40 yards downfield with the Giants it was 10 yards so uh really hard to be productive so hoping that Brian Dable does use him different like uh, like Troy said. After that, I'm not really interested in any of them. <laughs> I- I'll put <laughs> I'll put Robinson third just because uh, he's the new rookie here. Maybe they look to get him involved. I'll go Slayton four, and then I'll go Shepard five. The only reason, though, Shepard is five for me, he would be third, but he tore his Achilles late in the season, so I'm... I'm really not expecting much, if at all, from Sterling Shepard this season. So uh, just for that, he's kind of off my radar. All right. Um, well, we have the same at the, at the top. Uh, I'm got, I got Tony at number one. I feel like that's that seems to be the consensus because he's the guy that they, they're really going to want to build around. Kenny Galladay I have at number two. Um, last year, he had the same number of touchdowns as the three of us combined. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that changes. I'm going to I'm just going to put it out there. I think Kenny him and Gallagher, Tony both. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, uh, you know, you can call me a hot take artist, but I'm going to say that both <laughs> both Cordarius Tony and Kenny Galladay scored a touchdown in 2022. <laughs> just putting that out there. So I got him at two. I've got Shepard at three. Uh, you know, the the injury notwithstanding, I just think when he's healthy, at least in back. Uh, he's a guy that they really want to get involved, and so I've got him at three. I've got Slayton at four, Robinson at five, but I could easily be talked into you know rearranging those last three in pretty much any order. Um, I'm not necessarily married to any of them because you know, sort of like Florio said, I don't know how many how much interest I have in any of those guys really, uh, and and whether or not I'm going to be drafting any of them. But at least at least with Tony and Galladay, I can at least say that I have some interest. Uh, it may end up with at least one or both of them in some places before uh, before the season starts. So, uh, all right. So we tried to make some sense of that. Hopefully that helps somebody. Probably didn't. We tried. Um, <laughs> before we get out of here, though, I wanted to do a fantasy fantasy dot draft of things. And so I felt like we had Troy King here. He is the the champion of Thirsty Thursday. So I felt like let's do a draft of non-alcoholic beverages i felt like we I, you know i was like do we do do we throw in like you know beer and out but like it just it feels like that gets too much in the weed so let's just go straight up non-alcoholic beverages we'll do a four round draft uh not snake we'll just we'll just start just one to three the whole time sure. so uh we'll do the order of troy you go first florio and then i will go third four rounds troy you have the first pick in the best non-alcoholic beverages draft i'm probably gonna keep it simple and just Fruit punch. Ooh. Fruit punch is, I feel like this is easy, man. Fruit punch, you could just drink by itself. If you wanted to mix it with alcohol, you can. It's just, I just like, I like juice in general, but I feel like fruit punch is, is very versatile. You know, it could play all over the field. So <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to go fruit punch. All right. Uh, Florida, what you got? 
I, I, I like that pick similar. I, I'm going with Ice-T for the exact reason that Troy said. Like, there's numerous situations where you're, like, and I, like sitting outside in, in the sun, and Ice-T's great there. But, like, I, I don't know. I I always I grew up drinking, like, the big cans of Arizona Ice-T. <laughs> I had to wean myself off of Ice-T. I used to drink that much of it when I was younger. Wow. You guys let Lemonade fall to me at three. I'm thrilled. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's a good one. I that's didn't think Lemonade one. was going to make it this far, so I will gladly take Lemonade, that cool, refreshing drink. Uh, just like just like with Fruit Punch and iced tea, uh, it's great by itself. It mixes well with other things. Uh, you can make it to your own specifications. So uh, I'm very glad to have Lemonade at three. All right, uh, round two, Troy, back to you. This is also some a pick that should have been first round, but Orange Juice. OJ. Okay. Number, I'm like, I gotta take it here. Look, it's a, it's a huge value. Again, I could have it. You could have it for breakfast. Again, you could have it for fun breakfast. You wanna mix it with you know, <laughs> champagne. But uh, look, oranges, again, just like fruit punch, it's versatile. You know, it could be used in a bunch of different ways. OJ, second round. Are you pulp or no pulp? Oh, no pulp. Okay. Too much pulp is gross. Like, I, like, well, yeah. like I don't know. Like, I don't like At that point, yeah, I, would just, so no pulp. I would just want an orange. <laughs> you can have all that pulp. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, all right. So Florio, it's back to you then. Uh, I'm going with uh, with Gatorade here. I I drink a lot of Gatorade. Uh, I not as much as I used to when I was a kid. Their advertising worked because I used to chug Gatorade when I would play sports because I wanted to sweat the color of the Gatorade <laughs> like they would in the commercial. That never happened. But I legit used to like play video games and just chug like a giant bottle of Gatorade until I realized like. That wasn't healthy to do, but uh, Gatorade is still one of the drinks, uh, the non-water drinks that I, I will still drink today. All right. Um, so I'm going to I'm maybe switching gears a little bit because we've all had sort of more refreshing beverages, but I'm going to I'm going to jump in here with coffee here at the end of round two, mm. uh, because, again, you know, it's we don't think about it the same way we think about, say, you know, lemonade or fruit punch or Gatorade, but like you can drink it on its own. You can you can throw a little something in it. You know, you can drink it hot. Make it Irish. You can make it Irish. You can drink it hot. You can drink it iced if you want. Like coffee, I mean, I feel like we think about it one specific way. But coffee, I think, is really more versatile than we're giving it credit for. So that's going to be my uh, my second round pick. So, uh, all right. So back to the third round. Troy, what you got? Another thing that you guys let fall to me, chocolate milk. Oh. Just, I don't think I even have to explain because chocolate milk is delicious. And you could have it as a... I mean, as an adult, I, don't, I mean, I, I feel like now I can have chocolate milk, but it's just like, you know, in my privacy in my own home, I'm not going to go out and order chocolate milk, but <laughs> I just, look, it's something that just never goes wrong. So chocolate milk. All right. Yeah. You, you sniped me there. Cause I, I was going to draft Yoohoo, which is like a, a form of, <laughs> yeah, of chocolate milk. Um, yeah. You, you kind of, <laughs> yeah. I, I, all right, I'm going to go with, with an essential one. Okay. Like, this isn't this is like the offensive line pick. It's not going to get fans riled up, but you need this to survive. Water. Like, water <laughs> is, is now my favorite drink. Um, I know that sounds super boring, but I, it's pretty much the only non-alcoholic drink I drink most of the time. So give me give me what we all need to live. Give me water. Yeah, you know, I was wondering how long water was going to stay on the board. I definitely had it, uh, had it queued up there just in case. I was, I was hoping maybe it would slip to the fourth round, but, but I, I think I knew better than that. So, um, so you know, I'm going to go sort of, uh, kind of off, off menu again. Um, and you don't, you don't get this a whole lot, and it's 
It's maybe an acquired taste. So I don't know if everybody's going to really get down with my choice, but I'm going to take ginger beer here, right? I, I know it has beer in the title, <laughs> but it's not actually alcoholic. Um, I mean, it's sort of like, you know, root beer. Root beer has beer in the title, but it's not alcoholic. But I love ginger. I sort of love It's kind of light and crisp. Um, it's good for a summer day. Uh, and again, it mixes well with things. So uh, that's going to be my third round pick. I know I'm trying. I'm sure I will get panned for it when it when this hits you the tour reverse. But uh, <laughs> OK, I, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm sitting at the press conference. I'm going to say, you know what? We, we checked all the metrics. We liked we liked ginger beers workout. Uh, it interviewed well. We're really happy with the selection. We think it fits well with the offense. So uh, that's that's what we're doing. <laughs> That's what we're doing here. Uh, all right, last round, Troy, start it off. Listen, I had to go. I'm surprised it didn't go earlier. Coca-Cola, man. Mm. I don't drink as much soda as before. They probably shouldn't went higher, but Coke, it's just, look, it's refreshing. You could, again, very versatile type of drink. The fizz, look, it, again, the fizz is unmatched. It's not like Pepsi and Pepsi and Coke are not the same thing. They're not the same. Yeah, give me Coke. They are not the same. <laughs> Uh, all right, so Coke Coke lasts till the fourth round. You want to talk about just sitting in the green room, just sad <laughs> by itself, like wondering what happened. Uh, Coke finally comes off the board. All right, uh, Florio, your last pick. Coke is a uh, Malik Willis of this draft. <laughs> uh, I I was gonna take soda here, so so Troy sniped me again. And to be honest, most of the the stuff that I drink has already like has all been drafted already. So I'm gonna go with the boring pick here, but. Uh, I'm not a coffee drinker, but I do like tea. So I, I like when I get sick or if it's cold. Marcus knows it, it drops below 60 here. That's considered <laughs> cold. We're, me and Nicoletta are breaking out the tea when that happens. So uh, so I, I will t I will go with a boring pick here again. It's more of a foundation pick, uh, but I'll go with tea there. I mean, hey, look, Troy lives in Orlando. He knows how he knows how that works. Like it gets. No, uh, it, yeah. Ooh, six, under 60, 50s. Is, and look, I might have to bring out the jacket. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> All right, so I get the uh, I get the final pick, and uh, you know after a lot of thought, like I really had to kind of go down the board a little bit. But I'm gonna just take a good old fashioned milkshake. Um, Ooh, you know, we, we, that's a good one. Uh, that's that's I mean, better than my pick. I, I prefer you know, I, I prefer chocolate, <laughs> I like but you that. know whatever whatever your flavor is, right? You know, vanilla, strawberry, you know whatever swirls, black and whites, all good. Just a, good a you know it's like and I don't have them very often. It's one. Here's here's how you know a drink is like really good but not not popular is that if you order fast food with a group of people, inevitably one person in your group will say, you know, I'll have a milkshake. And I guarantee you one other person in that group will be like, ooh, you know what? I'll have a milkshake too. Like you will you will change some minds <laughs> just by ordering a milkshake. So uh yeah. So there it goes. I uh I, I will finish out the draft with a milkshake. So I'll put these up. I Go ahead. I will admit, I think I had the worst draft. You guys, your picks were way better. <laughs> I will. I will. Well, when you have water and tea, it's hard. Yeah, we're gonna be. But you know what? Here's yeah. the thing. Florio's gonna by far be the most hydrated out of all of us, right? Between <laughs> iced tea, Gatorade, water, he will by far be the yes. most hydrated. So, like, while we're all sort of like doubled over at brunch, yeah, you're gonna true. be having more fun though. <laughs> so, it's yeah, uh, right. so, all right. Yeah, sober fun. I'll put these up. I'll put these up on the Twitter machine and uh, let people vote as to who they think had the best draft. I, I'm gonna guess I get under twenty percent of this. <laughs> we'll find. We'll find out. Uh, Troy, man, it's been fun. We appreciate having you on the show. Uh, for folks who don't know, where can they find your stuff, man? 
Of course, you can find me at T King Mode pretty much on all social media platforms. My home base is Twitter, but you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. But Twitter's my home base, and you can find me in season contributing to Yahoo, off season and in season. You can see me contributing to Football Guys on Wednesdays at 7 30 p.m. I won the co host of the Mailbag Show over at Football Guys, so make sure you check that out. And yeah, appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, man, it was a whole lot of fun. Uh, we'll have to do it again at some point. And uh, at one point, Troy, at some point, we are going to meet in person. We will meet face to face. Listen, if you guys are going to the expo, I, you know what? I got to figure that we're, out. We're, still. we're working on that. We are we are working right. on that. Uh, hopefully, I will know something in the near future. And uh, when I know, I'll let you know. So. There you go. That sounds good. All right. Hey, for everybody else, though, we appreciate you listening. That'll do it for this edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. Stay happy, safe, and healthy. Do good and live well. Please take care of yourselves out there. And we will talk to you next week. 